Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Top Bins with Twins. Um, both Paul and I are here today. We're going to be doing a really fun, kind of exciting new idea we had. I'm sure it's been done before, but it is new to us. I don't know. It's um, probably this, this feels like a foundational idea to me, Luke. It does, right? I mean, earth shattering. It's up there with mm-hmm. just man discovering fire, I think. Yeah, it's it's game, it's a game changer. It is. So our idea is what we're going to be doing today is we're going to be drafting bus teams for the entire season. Um, so if you don't understand what bus means, it's kind of a little terminology in the FPL community where it's a little, it's a little dark. Beware. It's a little dark, right? <laughs> it's a little dark. Um, <laughs> but the idea is that you select a team at the very beginning of a game week before the matches happen, you know, even remotely days before it's even the deadline is going to, you know, lock into place. And you have your team set up to where if something happens and you can't change your team, um, the premise of if a bus hits you, then your team would still be set for the week, <laughs> you know, at least for the I next told week. you, I warned y'all, it was a little dark. It's a little dark, right? Um, so we had the idea to draft bus teams for the entire season. Um, and I think that's what we will be going through today. So, Paul, I'm going to hand it over to you. Um, you can provide a little more background on why we're doing this or you can just dive right into your team whatever you think is best um so honestly i think this is just a fun little exercise too like it's a different way to think about building an fpl team because typically like whenever we're building fpl teams as managers we're going to look like three or four weeks out maybe five or like look like weeks in advance planning for stuff we can change stuff like players coming in and out and this one's kind of fun because you're like you have to take so many more things into account because when you build an FPL team week by week, there's an injury, you're good, you're fine. But in this situation, if we have an injury in one of our starters, then this team, <laughs> say if somebody tears an ACL, MCL, whatever it is, and they're out for the year, you got a big problem on your hands because <laughs> you can't yeah. transfer anybody out. So you really do, you really do. Um, yeah. So, so it's it's oh. a little, it's another variable to consider whenever this. So it's it's fun. It's fun to look at it this way. Hmm. It really is. Um, so how about we hop on that bus and get our teams going? All right. uh, yep, I'm going to share my screen. Hopefully nothing bad pops up. There we go. Let's exit out of that tab just in case. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Right? All right. So this, um, actually, I'll just look at it from this situation and i'll slide these guys in where they should be um oh no what's wrong i didn't save that that's not right that's upsetting i didn't make those transfers um all right so you want me i can i can share my team if you'd like yeah yeah go for it um Let's see. I'm going to stop my share and then you can go for it. Okay. Um, let me see. Let me share my screen. Which one do I want to share? All right. How does this look to you, Paul? Exactly kind of what we're hoping to see here? Yep. Yep. You're all good. Just keep on break down right. and I'll, right. I'll put this team together. Okay. So let's start from the very beginning right i think my starting goalkeeper that i'm going to keep in majority of the time um, is going to be bert leno 
Um, I picked Interesting them choice. with Fulham. I think, you know, Fulham has had turnover. They have haven't had that many signings this summer. So there's a lot that I think some Fulham fans are a little upset about, especially if William goes out the door. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that could be a big problem for them. But I still think defensively they're going to be pretty sound. Um, and Leno had an amazing season last year making – ridiculous amount of saves i think he had let's look at this he's gonna get a lot of chances to make saves there's no question last season he had 142 total points um with 17 bonus points he made a ridiculous amount of saves um so i really do expect that you know he's gonna have another great season again this year i don't see why anything Mm -hmm. would change on that front yeah Um, he's my keeper i'm going with i think that he should be the best one for me to you know just leave and forget right um mm-hmm. so next um let me actually yeah that's fine i'm happy with that um i am going to have a, i'm going to set up in a 442 is kind of what i'm expecting okay. I think. and cuckoo might change um before the season would start so i'm just let's go ahead and put him in um, i'm going to switch him in here for means and we're going to be set up in a 343 right Really like that setup. We'll put as a first to come off the bench, Ming second. Um, but this is exactly how I want the team to look. So my back three, Estupinum, Gabriel, and Pedro Boro. Um, amongst these nice. three, um, I feel like I'm picking players that are going to be healthy, right? That's one of the main variables that I'm considering here. Um, and I'm looking at upside too. Right. So all three of these players, I feel like, are going to be locked into their starting positions at their respective clubs. Um, Pedro Poro, there's a little bit of a question around how aggressive he's going to be compared to Conte's wingback system, where he was just bombing up and down the side of the pitch constantly. Um, But I still think he's going to have those opportunities. Right. I feel good about having him on this team. Gabriel, I was in a little bit of a debate between Gabriel or going with Saliba just because of the price point. Ben White's Saliba. <laughs> Saliba. Sorry. Can't help um, it. Gabriel's 0.5 less expensive than Ben White. Ben White offers somewhat of that attacking potential, but at the same time, saving that 0.5 is, you know, especially in a team like this where we're just drafting and forgetting, it's going to, those, those price differences make it big difference right mm-hmm. um so gabriel was also selected too for his xg that he acquired acquired over i guess acquired i don't know over the past season um yeah. we can see here that his xg was five right um and in comparison to Saliba, i think his was sub like two or even one can't exactly mm-hmm. remember what it was. um yeah he's dangerous but, on those corners yeah on corners set pieces i I'd love to have him, you know. I wouldn't expect big body, big body, shocked. big frame. Get another goal or two next season. This season, um, and then next I have a stupid on. Um, I think that he is just a dream, right? At the price that he came in at, not having him in your FPL team is crazy to me, frankly. Yeah, do you think he's like per value one of the best priced FPL assets? I think so. Um, yeah. I Saka might be the best, in my opinion. I think that him being priced at 8.5 is ridiculous because you do not have yeah. to think twice about him being in your team. If he was yeah. nine, nine and a half, I would still probably be trying to get him in my team. 
with yeah, him being on pins. Um, well, hopefully he makes his pins. But, um, I think with we'll him being see. on pins, that makes a big difference, and Arsenal's going to score a lot of goals. So mm-hmm. I agree. Um, hopefully, the, hopefully the Gunners do. Yeah, newfound fan here. <laughs> Um, Paul, let's yeah. pass it over to you and let you okay. go through your defenders and goalkeepers. Okay, Luke, do you want to end your screen share? Um, yeah, got it. Okay. Let me see. All right. Haha, it's the right one. So <laughs> if we want to look at my team here, um, I have Pickford and goal. And most of that reason is because last year, this guy literally, let's look at his stats from last year. I mean, 124 points. We know he's going to play every minute for Everton. He's going to get a lot of chances to make saves, contribute in that way. And I don't know, there's something about Jordan Pickford that I feel like he's going to have a good FPL year this year. Yeah. I think the big question is, do we think Everton's going to be better this season? Um, I think they're probably going to see a lot of the same this year. Okay. But we'll see. I mean, they, they were better in the last um, last month on their Sean, the last couple of months under Sean Dyche. So we, yeah, we could see an improvement of Everton if, if they kind of um, – as an FPL manager, I kind of want to see Pickford – Basically, if they can move the other team back farther where they're attacking from, where they're taking more long-distance shots and Pickford has a chance to save stuff, I love I love him as my goalkeeper because he's going to make a lot of saves. Yeah. And like I think he's, he's going to be everywhere. Daesh, having that time to get to know the players, have them get to know his system, I think that's going to go a long way for them. Yeah. Um, so I totally agree. I think, I, Pickford was someone in my thoughts as well for my goalkeeper. Yeah. So um, next, I have Estupian, which honestly, for a lot of the same reasons you just detailed, he's kind of impossible to miss. And we know, like, as long as he's healthy, he's going to be playing that left back position. He's going to be getting forward. So I think he's he's honestly almost impossible to miss on your bus team. And then we also have Luke Shaw, who I think this year is going to be, once again, a vital member of Manchester United. And I think United actually probably is going to have a really good year this year. There could be a lot of clean sheets involved with their defense. Especially well, with Onana could, back click there. On, click on his stats, the indicator right there. Let's look at those. Yeah. Um, okay, so he only had four assists last year, which is actually really surprising to me. Yeah. Uh, I feel like last season, there were points where I feel like he was completely locked in, like complete part of the template, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he did have 12 clean sheets, which kind of pop off the page there. Um, yeah. So he he is for sure an excellent asset. With 30 starts, I mean, you would expect to see a similar number for him this season as well. Yeah, um, and uh, obviously as FPL owners, we don't want to see him starting as a center back, but he also has the option where if they have injuries, if stuff goes wrong, he's still going to get game time. Even if he's not playing that left back position, he can play as a center back, which we saw last year. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's good to have yeah, yeah it's good to have a player that's um, functional in both those ways to play a fullback and also a center back you know mm-hmm. yep. yep okay and then next we have um pedro poro mm, very nice who i think under this new manager for tottenham i think he's about to thrive 
he had a really good last year. I mean, he had three goals and three assists in only 1,100 minutes. I mean, he's, I think, especially, like, as attacking as this Tottenham team is going to be, the clean sheets maybe probably won't be as common, but I think he's going to be going forward a ton, and he has the ability to create and also create for himself, too. So I think this is kind of somebody not to pass on, you know? Yeah, whenever you asked about the best value players in the game, I said Saka, but Pedro Poro could end up being up there. I would not yeah. be surprised one bit if he. we look back and he ends up with a price of like 5.5 um, pounds, mm-hmm. pounds or something. I, I think he's going to become very popular, especially if Harry Kane stays. And even if he doesn't, I think that yeah. if he doesn't stay, Tottenham's going to have to reinvent themselves a little bit, you know? Change how they yeah. play with maybe Richarlison up top or maybe even Son playing as a striker. Um, Agreed. And he'll be a big part about of how they try to adapt to that, I think. Yeah, he will be. Um, all right, do you want me to go ahead and do my midfield or do you want to do yours? Yeah, let's let's have you do your midfield. Okay, so we're starting off with the Brazilian boy, Martinelli. He, mm-hmm. I think there's, honestly, for his value, I think eight eight million to get him at that price point. It's just a great deal. Like he, if you look at him last year in Arsenal's attack, he was a vital part of their attack going forward with pure creativity, with assisting, with scoring goals, with interplay with other players. Like it, it would shock me to see him not have the same production this year that he had last year because he's only, I think he's only going up in levels. And this year you could see an even more clinical version of Martinelli. Would you want to see him playing as a striker? Do you prefer for him to stay up on the left? Oh, no. I prefer him on the. I prefer him on the left. Okay, I yeah, really do. I and I know that the Jesus injury kind of changes things a little bit, but I think you could probably see Trossard or Havertz sliding up top mm-hmm. into that nine role and essentially doing what Jesus does. Which I mean, I think Havertz can easily do that. Yeah, and Trossard can too. So I mean, it's kind of like a coin flip about who Arteta wants. But I think right. Martinelli, with both of those players, like with Trussard and Havertz, they're kind of going to do the same thing as Jesus, which Havertz may do what Jesus does a little bit better, the interplay, playing back and forth. I don't, know. In the wing. I don't know. Jesus is really good at that. His he is. He is. But I think supersedes Havertz is a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. He's he's a little shiftier. But Havertz with like his like shadow movement, you know, where he kind of just disappears in defenses and shows up. I think that's going to cause a lot of chaos against defenses for teams, and it may create space for Martinelli, too. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Definitely all eyes on the Community Shield this upcoming Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. We definitely want to see how Arteta decides to line up. And, yeah, it's you know, a big one. That, you know, they want to win. You know, it's going to be something that I think Arsenal's going to go into that match saying, all right, how are we going to line up game week one? Let's do that in this matchup because we really mm-hmm. want to Yeah. And so next I have Marcus Rashford, which um, he had an absolutely amazing last year, his best FPL year so far. And to me, as a stringent Manchester United United hater, I have decided to adjust my FPL and not make decisions on emotions and all these other things, which is I would highly recommend everybody else because at the end of the day, it's about scoring the, scoring the most points possible. And that's the simple fact of the game. So we're going to put our emotions to the side, which Paul is not good at, but we're going to do that. And work in progress, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. But um, so Marcus Rashford, honestly, I I think he's, I don't know if he's going to have 
that same kind of run. Like last year, he kind of tapered off towards the end of the year. But with the pieces they've brought in this summer, like Hoyland um, and all these other, like, I just think their attack only is getting better. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be a big Mason part of Mount. that. Mason Mount. Mason Mount. Mason Mount's going to help Rashford a lot. Yeah. I, I don't know how I forgot about Mason Mount. But um, yeah, I just see, I think Rashford just, especially the thing that was most um, surprising last year was the clinical nature that he went about finishing. Like we just haven't had never really seen that from him before to the level that he reached last year. So I think it's only going to get better, you know? And yeah, I think we, sorry, finish your thought. I didn't catch you off. No, nah, that was it. I need to drink some water. Um, I was just, you know, thinking about Rashford last season, right? He had some incredible goals with really low XG opportunities, right? If yeah. you're lucky, he finished with 17 goals scored in the Premier League with an XG of 15.27. So he outperformed his XG. Look at the XA. Yeah, the XA is, you know, marginal compared to how many assists he got. So I think yeah, some yeah. of those were, you know, a little bit of luck. But at the same time, it just goes to show how how great and how technical of a player he is, right? Because yeah. when someone like him gets those opportunities and he takes advantage of it, it feels about right. You know, you're not shocked that he converts on these really – kind of insane shots that most people wouldn't even think about taking. Um, yeah, so- especially especially when he's on the heater. Like, he kind of was, like, midway through the season last year. Mm-hmm. After the World Cup, like, he was just – he. I think he for sure burnt both of us and hurt our FPL seasons a lot because we missed big out time, on him as an asset. I went from about – I think I was about 700K after the World Cup down to about, you know, the two millions – the span of about you know, four or five game weeks and that was that was brutal that was oh that yeah team really hurt i think it destroyed both of us it happens though um let's see i'll go to my next midfielder next we have Saka, which we kind of talked about a little bit price point he's on pens he's just so vital that arsenal attack is going to score a lot of goals i think it's almost impossible to miss out on again and then next mm-hmm. i actually have our good friend jared bowen and so if we terms. look at his stats, well, yeah, you don't, you don't know this. We're on speaking terms. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> friend of the pod. <laughs> friend of the pod. Uh, he just doesn't know it. Um, so last year, Bowen had a down year, kind of just as West Ham had a down year itself. And the thing that we're seeing in preseason is, is that they are scoring a lot more goals. And yes, I think a lot of some of those have come, come from lower tier teams not quite um, top five level teams, but if he can regain the form of 21, I think he stands a good chance to be, especially when he came in, coming in at 7 million is a, I think that's a good price point for him. Mm-hmm. Like that, that gives you some good value. And like at the 7 million price point, I mean, for midfielders, you see what, um, who else is in there? Let's see, let's pull it up so people can see. Just so we get an accurate. Why are you sorting by total points? All right. So at 7 million, we have Trissard, who minutes questions. Eh. Sterling, which actually is really good value. Uh, I don't like the meta, but it's really good value, I guess. And then we have this cat from Liverpool, uh, Shabazz. I don't know. Shabazz Alai. I don't know how to say his name. And then Mason Mount, which... I think honestly, if you look at all of these teams, right, all these players right here, 
there's question marks around all of them, basically besides Richarlison. Like, Richarlison is the one to pick if Kane leaves. Or he is for sure the move at the $7 million. Alternatively, if um, Trissard is playing as the striker or false nine, he is going to be an excellent asset, especially for people yeah. who have like Saka and Odegaard or Saka and Martinelli. If you can drop, you know, a million from your team, mm-hmm. that's the way to do it. Yeah, awesome. agreed. Um, so, yeah, but just looking at those other seven millions, I think Bowen, uh, we're going to, I think he's going to be a good option for people out there. Let's see. Yeah. Next, I have Gibbs White because Gibbs White, the Luke, Luke is, side. yeah, he um, he tortured Luke last year. He did. He did. He really did. But I think this is a good bench option to have. Um, basically, in my setup, he would be coming off the bench for that. And it's somebody that's going to get game time, and I think he could really grow into the season. I think Force is going to have a better year this year. So if they produce goals, I think he's going to be involved with a lot of that. So he's he's a good option to have there for people, especially at the price point of 6.0. He kind of enables you to do other stuff in your team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Something else that I've noticed with your team that I think is really important for something like this is all of your players seem like they're a lot of fun to watch or they are the metaphorical like talisman of their teams, right? Yeah. I think you could, you know, argue about that between Martinelli and Saka, but I think all of them are very intricate, important parts of what their teams are trying to do in the attack. And knowing mm-hmm. that a lot of their offensive movements and actions are going to be going through these players yeah. is a good way to pick your team. Yeah, they're going to be very involved at bare minimum, you know? Yeah, they, they definitely are. Um, all right. Do we want to go over and check out my yeah. midfield? Yep. Let me um, hop off the screen share. All right. Oh, stop share. Perfect. All right. We're back. Oh, no. Close out that tab, Luke. <laughs> Good try. Good try. <laughs> okay. So here with my team, let's start on the left here. We have Saka. Saka I picked because he had an amazing season last year. Um, and I feel like as Arsenal continues to grow as a, as a club, I think he's going to continue to grow as a player. So I expect, you know, he had a total of 202 points last season. I would not be surprised to see him, you know, exceed that 200 mark, maybe even push for, who knows, maybe 250, like 11, 14 goals scored and 12 assists. I wouldn't be shocked to see him get near that 15 and 10 mark again, or 15 and 15. Um, I mean, if the chips would have fallen correctly, he could have probably had 20 goals last season. You know, Mm -hmm. there were some chances he had that weren't, was not able to convert, um, and, you know, a couple penalties, too, that could have gone his way um, on a different day. So I think he's an excellent person on your team. If you don't have him, something that, you know, think about getting him in there. Um, yeah. So next we have Phil Foden. Um, he is someone that's going to be a little questionable about if he's going to be starting week in, week out. But I think consistently he's going to be an integral part of what City are trying to do this season. Okay, Luke, uh, I, 
Okay, no, keep keep rolling. I have a question for you when you're done with this point, though. Okay. Whether he's on the right or playing in the middle, I think in that Gundo role. Yeah, he he could be, you know, um, mm-hmm. and he he's done both at this point, you know, on the right or in the middle throughout their preseason preseason friendly so far. So I expect to see a lot from him this season, um, and I really think he's going to be a great player to have in teams um, and someone to leave and forget and try to just not stress out about, you know, Pepperlet. So that's why I have Eze on my bench for midfielders. You know, if Foden doesn't play, he'll sub right in, and I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, yeah. What question did you have? Um, do you th- how many points do you think Foden will end up this with this year? Do you think it's going to be above one seventy five, below one seventy five? Um, yeah. So if you if you think about it, right, he had that stretch where he was tearing up FPL for a, around the time whenever they had the Manchester derby, right? He was almost instrumental to be in everyone's FPL teams for about two or three weeks there, and I think he could have like half a season of that, where mm-hmm. people feel like they have to have him regardless of if we have if um pep is going to start him or not you know yeah. um, so that's how i feel about philip foden i have of course Sully marsh in my team how could i not um, yeah your dude he's your guy i think the biggest thing for me here is percent selected that is the make or break i wanted a brighton asset and in the attack i feel like he's going to be a reliable reliable option especially with him on set pieces too and then I have Son. I wasn't big quite year, sure maybe do this or not. What? So maybe he's having a big year. I feel like he is. I think it's going to be a huge bounce back year. And look at these totals, like 10 goals, six assists compared to these other seasons. Like, yeah, it's such an outlier is what it feels like. Right. And so yeah. with at nine, it's a pretty good price. It's a, actually for what he could provide. Like mm-hmm. this is a guy, honestly, that could outscore Sala. Yeah, he could, you know, with the new system, I think it's it's upside for him. And I think the playing with Madison is going to be a great, great thing for him as well, too. So yeah. Son is someone I'm very happy to have sitting in my team for the rest of the season. Okay. Um, yeah. And then for my forward line, I noticed we have the same one. So I think we can just talk about it from here. Yeah. Um, I put in Cuckoo, Holland and Watkins. Just because I feel like sure. he's going to be the most reliable with getting in the goals. Um, I think uh, almost 100% sure that all of them will be on pins for their clubs. Um, and, you think Cuckoo will? And Cuckoo should be, I think. I, I really do think so. I don't um, know. That's that's the word on the street. That's what I've heard. Um, so, you know, Holland really doesn't need much description. He is who he is there's no way around getting him out of your team he's going to be in your team um and he's going to be my captain you know yeah perma captain uh, Watkins on the other hand I think he's a great asset to have um and he's going to be amongst the goals with Villa a bright you know forward thinking club Uh Uh, I'm very happy with my forward line here um yeah we're in agreement. Do you have anything you want to add about those players, Paul? Yeah, I think Watkins is going to be, if we see, can you click on his stats real quick from last year? Yeah. That's not going to show up from there. Oh, yeah, there it is. So if we look at him last year, he scored 15 goals and got eight assists. And a lot of that was kind of due to Unai Emery coming in this year, which he came in, what, like, 
two or three months into the season. So I think with the full season under Unai Emery, I think Watkins could just – he could probably end up above 20 goals. Mm-hmm. Which is possibly. I mean, I think Villa I think Villa will be better this year too. And, you know, the goals may be diffused a little bit with bringing in Diaby and all these other things, but I think there's a good chance they could just produce more goals and Watkins could at least get the same total or surpass it. Yeah, like they're going to be I, a really, really interesting side to watch this year. We, whenever we got to see them at the, um, at the Premier League Summer Series in mm-hmm. um, Maryland, they, Villa looked like they were having fun playing together. They looked like they really enjoyed it. So they did. We got to see some incredible goals when we were there. We, we did. It's cool. Um, it was really cool. So yeah, but that was great. I am very excited to see what Watkins can do because it seems like that he was almost more clinical once Emory got there. You know, I think that's yeah. kind of... I mean, his, look his at these stats right? from last year. I mean, he scored 15 goals. His XG was 16.15. So he actually technically underperformed his XG. So yeah, if we... Exactly. If we, if we see, I, think that, yeah. I think that comes from early in the season before Unai Emery got there, right? In my mind, yeah. I see that as like a Gerard time, you know? Um, so, yeah. I think that, you know, it's it's going to be really fun to see how our teams develop throughout the season. Just make sure you yeah. leave your captaincy on the right person. Cause yeah, that's, I need to do that. I need to that makes that. a huge difference. Um, but on my bench, I've got Matt Turner. I've got Eze, Tyron Minks and Kabore from Luton. Um, yep. So very interesting assets. there. Um, players that I'm excited to see what they do. Paul, we might not have time for you to screen share yours, but do you want to say who's on your Fine. bench? Yeah, so it's um, it'll be Bell, Basham, and um, Gibbs White on my bench. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's very good. So it, they'll, that'll be a good line. bench. People that will get minutes that if somebody has to sub out. So yeah, yeah. Building a bus team that's kind of important. You know, the, I think the minutes just over the season really is what. And getting good assets, but I mean, like if you have good assets, then you want them to be in the minutes essentially. You yeah, know? for sure. Those X Men's or. Are very important and i think that's yeah. a big debate going on right now with darwin um and i do not want to be involved with that frankly yeah it's not yet yeah uh, we'll have to see there's there's a lot of assets we want to see how they kind of develop as the season goes on so yeah everybody have those watch lists out there and keep it updated week to week kind of what you're thinking that way you don't make rash decisions agreed yep. for your for your regular team not for your of course for your best team but well, to remind everyone, um, the deadline for game week one is Friday, 11th of August. Um, that'll be 13.30 Eastern Standard Time. Um, actually, no. Wait. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be... I guess so. I don't know. We'll get back to on that one. But the deadline is Friday, 11th of August. Is coming Friday. So if you are drafting yeah. a field team, if you're tinkering around with your squads... Make sure you have them done by then because you don't want to be making yep. any rash transfers to um, to fix what you could have fixed beforehand. Exactly. Uh, so I think that will do it for us. If you guys want to mm-hmm. draft your own bus teams and send them our way um, so that we can see who you're thinking might have the best season, please send them over to us. We'd love to see it. Um, mm-hmm. And be sure to give us a follow on threads, Twitter, um, Instagram. Instagram. So definitely thanks for joining YouTube us. too. Really YouTube too. YouTube floating out there. Spotify. Well, we don't discriminate. We'll take them all, you know? <laughs> yes, we will. Yes, we will. Um, anything else from you, Paul? 
nothing nothing for me just um everybody have a good weekend yeah thanks guys appreciate you spending right. time with us see you